Well, I know we have some other things. I'm just going to turn it right over to John. John is going <laughs> to, yeah, that's a way of passing the buck, huh? John is an incredible man of God. We've, we've come to know and love them for the last few months, and he uh, attended fire school and graduated from Life Christian University. We know about that school here, don't we? It's a wonderful school and program, and He's just a godly guy. I just love he and Penny and just the whole family. Just so we're just thrilled and blessed to have you here. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Yeah. I'm I'm so grateful to be here, to be standing here right now, to be in this church, to be a part of it. And uh I'm just super happy the Lord led us here. Um, I have I have a lot of a lot of just gratitude and joy in my heart. I have a beautiful family, beautiful wife who God gave me a strong woman because she's been with me 25 years. And, and we're gonna get to 60. We're gonna get to 60. And I have amazing children. My son, Christian, the boy, I tell him all the time. That boy is a blessing, such a huge blessing to me. No attitude, doesn't give us any problems. When we ask him to do stuff, he does it. And, and he's just an amazing young man. And, and I'm, just so, I'm just so blessed. I'm, I'm just so grateful for my family my daughter Victoria who was here visiting um, and I'm grateful for our church family um, Pastor Don asked me to, to share a little bit on joy and at first I thought well that, that'll be easy but man it, it really it, it, it's something it's something I hadn't really thought of you know a whole lot I, I, I feel like I'm joyful but uh, I really, I really have learned some things, and uh, that I want to share with you. But, but first, I'm gonna, uh, I, I want to play a video, and the reason I want to play this video is because the the first, the first scripture I looked at for joy. You know, we're talking about Advent, and we're talking about cr- the Christmas season and the birth of Jesus, and. And the joy that that brings, and uh, so let, let's go. Go with me to to Luke chapter two, please. Starting at verse nine. This is right after Jesus is born, and the angel appears. We all know the story. The angel appears to the shepherds in the in the field, and he says, "And an angel of the Lord appeared to them." And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The good news that the angel was sharing with the shepherds begins with the birth of Jesus but includes so much more. We all know Jesus didn't stay a baby. We all know that 
we have a whole Bible full of the things that Jesus has done. We're also looking forward to his soon return, the second coming of the Lord. So we want to focus on the birth and we want to focus on the second coming of King Jesus. But in between those two events, there's a lot of good stuff going on that brings great joy. The thing with the good news is, I don't know about the rest of you, but I I know a lot of Christians, I work with Christians, and the majority of them are not filled with joy. They're, they're, They're just not joyful people. And I think the reason for that is they don't really understand the good news. Because if you don't understand the good news, it's not really good news to you. And it's not gonna produce joy in your life. So that's the starting point. I want to show a video now, if we could. This is a video. It's not a Christmas video. It's a gospel video. This is one of the most powerful um, explanations of what the true gospel is I've ever seen. I think it's going to bless everyone. So we're going to watch this video. So it's it's about 11 minutes long, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get back up here. Nothing wrong with being still in the presence of God for a minute. Most people think the gospel is just pray and ask Jesus in your heart. You know, we've all heard that and we've all been in services where the, the, the gospel is preached and there's that call to bow, you know, everyone bow your head and, and, and close your eyes. And if you want to ask Jesus in your heart, raise your hand. And that's good and that's a beautiful thing. But there's way more to the gospel. Jesus didn't just die to get us into heaven. He died to get heaven into us. He died to get his nature into us, his character. He died to give us a new life. You know, and, and, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. And, and it causes a lack of joy in their life because they, they don't understand this new birth, this transformation. They think that the gospel is just a get out of hell free card. You know, and they want to, I, I was like that when I first got born again or when I first turned to God and he revealed himself to me. I thought, well, well, this is great. I'd be a fool if I didn't accept that, you know, paying for my sins part of it. And I thought I could live my life the way I wanted to and do my own thing and, and whatever. And I was covered 
when that time came around where, you know, when, when I had to appear before him. And I didn't realize that the gospel was way, way, way more than that. to introduce you to the gospel right now you are a rebel whether you want to acknowledge it or not i'll tell you straight up you are a rebel against the living god this is your natural disposition why because you were born in sin we are in a prison cell and it takes the awakening and the grace of god you call it the provenient grace of god to awaken us to the fact that we are lost and we can't get out we're headed towards destruction fast the enemy, because of our rebellion against God, has legal rights to harm and harass our life. There you are behind the prison cell. Help! I need out! You can't get out. Those prison bars are stronger than any adamant. There is no way you can cut them because they're stronger than diamond. It is impenetrable. You cannot escape. You're doomed because when the enemy comes in in the very end and he's going to finish you off because he has legal right to do it and he's going to relish every minute of it in strolls your intercessor your mighty man and he stands between you and that accuser and he takes the hit that was rightfully yours he takes the blow that was intended for you that is an extraordinary reality that he was turned to a pulp and he actually died. God died for you. Over your prison cell, it is always said condemned, separated eternally from God, guilty. And then suddenly it switches. When you realize what Jesus Christ has done, it says justified. It says forgiven, redeemed. Here's the problem. Most of us have stopped with the good news right there. The blood of Jesus Christ has been shed and he was killed. And I want you to know that is unbelievable news. But we are still in a prison cell. And so we're praising God from within a prison cell going, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for changing the sign on the outside of the prison. And God's word says, could you check the door to the prison cell? Because my blood was shed for more than just forgiveness. Forgiveness was the avenue through which he could make the escape for us. He isn't just interested in dealing with the consequences or the penalty of sin. He's also dealt with the problem of sin. Test the door. It's unlocked. The door to the prison cell is unlocked. Walk out. Smell the open air of freedom and liberty in the life of Jesus Christ. When you get outside the prison cell, there's like this chariot that's waiting. Emissaries from the king, and they say, the king beckons you into his presence. You know how bizarre this is when you realize that you were a rebel? That you were undeserving completely? The living God has literally given up his life for you, and now he has set you free, and now the very king is beckoning you into his presence? It's like, are you sure you have the right guy here? I'm a rebel. I, I 
want me? We came back and showed You get in the chariot. And as you're pulling into the kingdom, you're looking for where they might drop you off. You're looking for that poor district. Saying, where, where are you taking me? Well, into the very near presence of the king. He wants you to live right where he lives. Not just the penalty, not just the problem, but an invitation into his very near presence. But as you're coming in, the emissaries say, he wants to adopt you as his child. To share his heart. You come into his presence totally broken before the reality of what he has done for you. I don't deserve this. Why have you done this for me? I love you. I have a commission for you. For me? You want to have me work for you? I want you to work for me. I want you to represent me. Absolutely. Anything I can do for you, just tell me. I need you to go back to that prison cell that I took you out of. Because there's a whole bunch more that need to know about me and my love and my truth. Will you go for me? In a heartbeat, I would, I would gladly serve you any way you want, any way you ask. I need to forewarn you. I'm going to send you out, and you'll be as a sheep among wolves. They'll kill you. They'll destroy you. They'll hate you. They'll persecute you. They will do whatever they can to harm you. I'm in. I'll do it, God. I don't care. You shed your blood for me. I would gladly shed my blood for you. Take my body. Take my blood. Spend it any way you want. I belong to you in, in covenant. Take me, Lord Jesus. Send me the commission, not just the penalty, not just the problem, not just the invitation to his very near presence, not just the adoption as a son and a daughter of the King of Kings, but we are commissioned to represent him. And I want you to realize that is a privilege beyond all other privileges, to bear the very name, the very image, the very reputation of God Almighty. And he says, I ask you to go. Go and make disciples of all men. Go and be unashamed of my gospel and preach it. Go, rescue the lost in the power of my name. For is not the lamb that was slain worthy to receive the reward of his suffering? I'll go. And as you're beginning to head out with his blessing, he says, hold it. Wait, there's one more thing. Not just the penalty, not just the problem, not just the invitation to his very near presence, not just the adoption as a son or a daughter of the king, and not just the commission. This is the capstone. If you think that is all good, you could wrap that all up into one ball and it still falls short of the final one. Because this final one is so condescending on the part of our king. It is so bewildering. It is so extraordinary, so amazing. And this is the truth that turns the world upside down. Before you go, what I'm sending you out to do is impossible. I know. And if you do it in your own strength, you'll fail. I don't care. I'm willing to do whatever you ask of me. And if you want me to go in there and just die, I'm willing. I'm sending you out to be a victor. My children will not lose. Would you give me your body? And I will come in and make my home. And I will take those hands of yours and make them my hands. I will take those feet of yours and make them my feet. I will take that mouth of yours and it will speak my words. I will take those eyes of yours and they can now see what I need you to be seen in this world. And I will take your heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh so that it will 
take your life. Because then we go into this world as little lambs with the faces of lions. Because the living God Almighty, the consuming, almighty, sovereign God dwells within his children. And as we stand and the wolf pack surrounds us, we stand in the authority in the name of Jesus and we will not back down. Because we do not head off to war to lose. We head off to war to win. Our God mocks all the powers of earth and hell through fluffy little lambs. Because his lambs beat the wolf packs. That's the gospel. The gospel trounces upon all the powers of earth and hell and demonstrates to the universe the manifold wisdom of God that he is in control. And even though we look weak, and even though physically and naturally we are weak, spiritually greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. That is good news. And it is a lot better than what's being dealt out today in the church. We need to rise up, proclaim the gospel, and say, I'm unashamed of it. Dear Lord Jesus, take what is rightfully yours. Don't just send us. Send us with yourself. Firmly planted within our souls. We cannot do your work. We cannot bring you glory. Even though we're willing to do it without you. Please, if you want to come with us, why in the world would we ever try? On our own. You don't have to go on your own. You don't have to pull off the impossible on your own. You don't have to fail any longer. Your God is ready to do it in and through you. You can't do it. You can't muster up the discipline. You can't muster up the intellect. You can't muster up the strength. You can't muster up the perseverance and the fortitude. He can. You can't love the lost. You can't love those that spit upon your face. He can. Don't pray that God would teach you how to love like he loves. Pray that he would fill you with himself and he would love in and through you. Don't pray that he would teach you to have joy. Pray that the living God full of joy would enter into you. Don't pray that he would teach you how to be peaceful. Ask for the God of peace, the Prince of Peace, to infill you. Because if you try and imitate your own strength, you will be a miserable replica. But if you allow the impartation of Jesus Christ to overtake you, suddenly it all works because it's him imitating himself and he's very good at being God. Jesus has done so much for us. He's given us so much. He didn't hold anything back from us. And and we need to get this and we need to preach it and we need to teach it and we need to make sure other people understand that that all this is available to us. 
you know, people right now, especially during Christmas time, people are, you know, they're going nuts at the mall and, and, and they're, they're all excited about what they're going to get and what they're going to give and, and, and all these Christmas celebrations and the food and families coming and all this stuff. And it's like Jesus is outside the window looking in. Can you imagine not even being invited to your own birthday party and nobody even notices that you're not there? And that's what happens to him every single year. And he's so beautiful and he's so amazing. We're supposed to be celebrating him and his birth and everything he's done for us. And he doesn't even get invited. And I always tell the kids, you know, hey, what are you getting Jesus for Christmas? What are you giving the king? What, what, what are you going to give him? What does he get on his birthday? And, and, and bro, you, you read... Um, Hebrews 12, 2, where he talks about Jesus enduring the cross. He, he, he endured so much for the joy that was set before him. And that, that is us. He, he wants us. He, he has so much for us. So imagine that, Jesus, not invited to his own birthday party. Or maybe, maybe, maybe you let him in. Okay, let's, let, let's let Jesus in a little bit. And he shows up, but of course he's Jesus, so he's the one who brings all the gifts, right? But then what do we do? We pick and choose. We're like, he, he, Jesus, like, help me with all these. Let me, let me put all these down. I have all these gifts for you. I have, I have access to my throne. I have, I have this new, this new creation, this new life for you. I have, I have joy. I have peace. I have authority. I have hope. I have everything you can need possibly need and we're like no I, I like this box the one that says prosperity I like this I like the forgiveness one I like the prosperity one but you, you know you can you can just hang on to those other ones you know I'll call you if I need you it's it's crazy he has so much he has so much that he wants to give us I think that the key to joy during this time of the year focusing on what brings him joy you know it's not about your joy because if you do the things that bring him joy then you're going to be joyful automatically the focus is not you know it's, it's, it's not about us it's about the king we bring him joy he endured what he endured so that he could have us so let's give him us Let's ask the king, King Jesus, what do you want this year? What do you want for Christmas? What can I give you, my king? What can I do for you? What, how can I bless you? How can I bring you joy? I know you love me. I know you're joyful. I know that you're surrounded by angels that praise you nonstop. I, I know all that, but you want me to bring you joy. What can I do? What can I do for you? Happy birthday, King Jesus. And sister, you said something about the, the Diet Coke and the aspartame. He, he, he spoke to me. He spoke to me because I've been praying also like, Lord, what do you want me to give you? What do you want me to what do you want me to do for you? And I have been completely and totally un asked my family unwilling to stop drinking soda, diet soda. 
ask for change. I'm like, I think I'm going to give Jesus that gift this year. So think about it. Think about it. What can we give him? And I, I want to, I'm, I'm not going to speak much longer. I, ha- I had a bunch of notes here, but uh, but um, I, I, I just, I, I really should mention the, the difference. You know, when I started, I mean, when I started thinking about joy, I'm like, well, joy, happiness, like, what's the difference? I hadn't really ever even thought about it. What's the difference betwe- between them, you know? And uh, it, it, it's interesting. The happiness really is associated with external things, you know, your your circumstances, the people around you, you, you know, your 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 daily life, the things that are going on on a day-to-day ba- basis, right? Your football team wins and you're happy about it. You you know, whatever, you get that good parking spot in front of Walmart, you know, like, well, I don't, you don't have to walk eight miles and you're happy, right? There's things that make us happy. There's things that don't make us happy. But happiness is based on your on your circumstances. Joy comes from deep within. It's like a, it's like it's like happy on steroids because it comes from a knowledge of who you are and how God sees you and how he feels about you and it's something that nothing can take away. It's something that nothing can change. It's something that your circumstances have no way of having an effect on the joy that's deep within you. It's like a well it, 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 it's like your core, like your, you, it, it's not going anywhere. And that, it, that joy is a gift from God. And that's what the world needs. And that's what we need to focus on. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But that joy will never go away. And, and it, it's only going to increase, increase. And one day, you, in, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy, right? And one day we're going to be standing before the throne of God. And we're going to all be looking at each other wondering how we're not like exploding from the joy that's boiling out of us. So we look forward to that day. So I just want to pray and, uh, and ask the Lord, my God, thank you for the joy that you've given us, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for faith, and I thank you for hope, God. I thank you for peace, Lord. I thank you for love. I thank you for all these beautiful gifts, God. And, Lord, I just pray that you would, that we would not reject anything that you have for us, Lord, that we would no longer hold anything back from you, my God. We either belong to you or we don't. We either believe you or we don't. We either give ourselves to you or we don't. Help us, Lord, to not hold anything back. Help us, Lord, because obedience to you is joy. Walking out the Great Commission is joy. Uh, Walking out our new identity is joy. Being free from sin is joy. Glorifying the King is joy. Representing you on this earth is joy. Doing the work of the kingdom, it's joy. But most of all, knowing you and having access to your throne, into your very presence, to be near to you, to be close to you, to hear your voice, that 
Help us, Lord, to walk in it, to know it, to believe it, to understand it, accept it, and to, and to take every beautiful gift you've given us and run with it and share it with the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, John. That was beautiful. Amen. You know, um, since I'm pastor of the church, there's some things I don't know. <laughs> Are we doing breakfast here next Sunday? I feel great. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't know that until just now. So this is wonderful. <laughs> this is great. So what time are we starting? Nine, eight forty-five. Is it going to be upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs. Great. So we want you guys to come. Okay. So that's wonderful. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'll eat anywhere. Okay. <laughs> but I think that's the only thing I don't know about that I'm supposed to announce. I know we have I know we have stuff back there. I know we have announcements. We're going to take up the off, but there seemed like there was one other thing. We're kind of out of kelter today, aren't we? Okay, it's all right. God is good, and it's been powerful, powerful. Um, let me just speak on the aspartame. I will tell you this: three weeks ago, I gave up uh, diet sodas. Three weeks ago, I gave up diet sodas. I love diet Dr Pepper. I would buy cases of Diet Dr. Paper. Now I buy cases of water. But let me tell you, the first few days, I thought I was literally dying. I literally, I thought I was dying physically. I called my daughter. There's something wrong with me. I'm dying. And she said, well, go see this person. Go see that person. And I said, let me give it another day because I just went off Diet Dr. Pepper. It took me about a week. I feel so good now. But it just shows you what it does to your body, doesn't it? And I thought about Be Becky's gone, I guess, already. I thought about Becky and the, the issues she had had. But the Lord's told me to get off of diet sodas. And so, um, uh, you know, so I would just say God always has a plan. You were looking for the miracle, but God always has a plan. And many times the plan will lead to that healing that we need. And so um, we just... Praise God for all he's doing and what he reveals to us. So what time are we meeting next week? 8.45 downstairs. We're all, I know what it was. We're also going to give away little treat bags this year, just like we normally do. And we'll be wrapping up our Advent season ministering on peace. So we do have a video of the announcements. And then as soon as the video is over, we will receive the offering and you will be dismissed. So, Your attention, please. The following announcements have been lovingly handcrafted by our certified specialists. That's them there. Hi, certified specialist people. 